Greetings and welcome to the Reaching Father podcast. I'm your host, Osa. This is the podcast where we talk about fatherhood, co-parenting, and whatever else is related to those things. Now, hopefully you caught episode six. That was the last episode. That was a flamer, in my opinion. Actually, I've had a couple of those so far. But episode six was a flamer. Talked about Kevin Samuels and his legacy. May he rest in peace. It was a great episode, in my opinion. We're going to talk a little bit more about him later. But before we get into all of that, I do want to give a shout out to everybody that's been tuning in. If this is your first time, thank you for joining. And if it's not, thank you for continuing to tune in and listen to what we got going on here. Some of it's good to listen to. Some of it's a little bit uncomfortable, but I appreciate you for sticking through it. Now, if you're on one of the podcast apps that this is streaming on, Spotify, Apple, Google, Amazon, if you would be so kind as to just maybe leave some stars, I don't care how many you leave personally, you know, like your Uber drivers, they be trying to get you to leave five. I don't care how many you leave on mine. Just leave me something so that I can know that people are listening, right? Because I'm just trying to do all this metric data gathering and stuff as I get into this more and more. All right. So, you know, that's it. Oh, and if you're on YouTube, if you're watching this on YouTube, the obvious things to do that all you, you do on your other YouTube channels, you know, like comment, subscribe. Y'all know how that goes. All right. So let's get into it. Let's get right into it. Y'all know that's what I love to do. I love to go in. So here's what I want to talk about initially. Uh, some of the challenges that I have as a black man. And, you know, in these days and times, we talk about all the other things that are going on outside of us and systematic something and racism and police brutality and just a lot of big words, which is true to a degree and to an extent. However, nothing is more painful to me in my life than the experiences that I have that come from people who I actually love and I care about and who I almost deify. And, you know, because white people aren't really my deity, I mean, whatever they do, you know, I can just brush it off pretty easily. However, what what I receive from my own people and my own kind is really what disturbs me, you know, really grinds my gears, pushes my buttons. And what what pushed my button recently was the words that B. Simone, B. Simone, I'm not exactly sure who she is. I think she's like a comedian or something. I don't know. I probably should have looked this up before I spoke to y'all. But because what she said was so ridiculous, I didn't even really take the time. I think I've seen her on something. Maybe she's on TV or something. Okay. Now, she had all these words to say, and she's somebody who probably a lot of people listen to. She had a lot to say about Martin Luther King. Here's the scary part. If one can say all of these things about Martin Luther King, after he's long and gone, and after what we all know him to do, and I know him to be a fine, fine caliber of man, a high quality example of what we should aspire to be like, because again, I don't think we need more fathers, we need better men. And this is one of the best men that I could think of. And yet this is what she has to say. That's why it's more important, the fact that Martin Luther King is the man that fought for freedom or the fact that he was cheating on his wife. Uh, Jesus. I'm going to give you this example. He's a great father. He's a great businessman. He's a great CEO. He's an entrepreneur. He's such a boss. He's a boss. He's a man. He's a boss. Yeah. He's a great father. Look at him. That strong black man. Look at him being at a mischief game. But you're cheating on your wife 
you're not a good husband, but he's great in all these other aspects. How are you a great leader, a great CEO, a great black man? You're not, you're not great. You're not great. God, you're not. That is triggering. Yeah. Okay, I'm a good dad. You're not a good dad, but you don't respect me. How the fuck you show any kids you a good father and you don't respect their mother? You're not a great dad, my nigga. You're okay human. Someone being a good person to you means they're a good person to you. Someone being a good person to everyone means that they're a good person. Now, y'all heard that dribble that B. Simone let come out of her goofball mouth. So we actually gonna get into it. B. Simone and none of these other hyenas be they known or unknown, are in any position to question the legacy nor the character of Martin Luther King Jr. and any of the other men who actually sacrificed their lives so she could be on social media without somebody trying to lynch her for saying anything. Come on now. Yeah. Tough talk from B. Simone. Now, I'm not really going to get on her. The Crimson Cure, she actually did a really good job of going in on B. Simone. Uh, shout out to the Crimson Cure on YouTube. I'll link to her video somewhere. Uh, and again, this isn't really about B. Simone, but it's about the fact that she can say this type of thing. And I mean, I don't know what's going on in her personal life. She probably may have boyfriend issues, husband issues, can't get a man issues, daddy issues. I'm not really sure. And, and I think that's some of where that vitriol comes from. However, the thing is, I think that that's the case, right? Because if someone is dealing with that and allegedly many to most black women are dealing with those type of issues, at least that's what they tell me, then it makes it difficult for a great man to come along, let alone an average guy, but it even makes it difficult for a great man to come along and be validated with his actions. I mean, he could literally change the entire world. But if he does one thing that you don't really like, it's over and his name is tarnished and he's no longer great and nothing else matters. And so with this type of vitriol and hatred brewing in the pot, it makes it difficult for certain types of characters to want to co-mingle, let alone co-create with other types of characters. And I think that it's important to have these conversations and to think about these things and really look at them for what they are. And I think that the challenge is that many people just don't want to be uncomfortable. These are uncomfortable conversations. Nobody wants to admit how much vitriol and, and disgust there are for the black man in our own community. I mean, that ain't going to help. The medicine don't always feel good. I think that a lot of people expect that like healing and, and the medicine, I say this all the time, but like it's supposed to feel good and that these conversations are supposed to feel good or that I I don't feel good talking about some of these things. And this is light. I keep it light on this podcast. <laughs> this is light. However, I don't understand how we pick and choose what we're comfortable with, 
and what we're not comfortable with. I mean, I can sit here and say that, you know, white supremacy and police killings haven't really affected me and present very clear evidence. One is that, you know, police killings haven't affected me because I'm not dead. That's the most obvious thing. And two, I don't know anybody personally. Well, I know one, but we'll get into that story later. But I mean, I don't know anybody that's just some that wasn't committing a crime. Let me start with that. I wasn't committing a crime that was just randomly shot and mowed down. I personally, I don't know anybody. So when I say these things, you know, and I present very sensible evidence of it, it makes people uncomfortable. However, if I were to just tell some fantasy about some life that I don't live, where police are always harassing me, nobody would ever stop me in that conversation. Nobody would even ask me for any real evidence. But somehow, that's that makes people feel comfortable. And me talking about my actual lived experience makes people uncomfortable. It's kind of strange if you ask me. Anyway, in other news, uh, it seems that George Floyd got another statue recently. Hmm. Man, honestly, I ain't gonna fake like I got all the answers because if I did, the world would be in a better place. You know, I know one thing, though, is that I know a lot more than when I started this journey. All right. Welcome back. Reaching Father Podcast. This is the podcast where we just go in. <laughs> all right. So... Last episode, we talked about Kevin Samuels, and he got a lot of controversy because he was talking to women, or at least that's what most people recognize him for. But what some people don't know is that he was actually talking to men first, and he was just as uh, friendly (laughs) or not friendly or direct or bold or rude or mean whatever word you want to use to describe him, he was the exact same way to the men. If not, probably a little bit harder, right? Because he is a man. And so he could, he could really get in there, get in the ugly stuff of what we got going on. And there is one episode in particular that really stood out to me because, well, one, just the title alone, I mean, the title of the episode is called Women Aren't the Enemy, Socially Awkward Beta Males and Incels Call-In Show. And for those that don't know, incels are, well, incel is short for involuntary celibate, which means basically that you can't get no cheeks from no women. I guess it could go the other way too, but I only hear used with men in cells. So these guys ain't getting no cheeks. Beta males, awkward males, a lot of these guys ain't getting no cheeks. And it's unfortunate and it sucks. And it does cause a lot of men to be angry at women. Well, a lot of those men, not me. <laughs> I don't have that problem. <laughs> but anyway, um, It causes a lot of those men to be really upset at women because, I mean, imagine a lot of these guys are really good guys, in my personal opinion. I mean, I don't know if I know a lot of them, but I can imagine a couple of them who probably ain't getting no cheeks. And 
you know, they want to be married and they want to have a family. And just some of them aren't there. I'm spoiled. I'm spoiled. Three different women let me make babies with them. Ow. So, like, I got, like, an overabundance. But can you imagine? I, I think I don't really know what the exact numbers are. But I think it's something like, really, women are only having sex with maybe the top 20% of men. 30, 35, being generous. Which leaves a whole lot of men out there who don't get any action. Maybe they're not tall enough. Maybe they're not cute enough. Maybe they don't got the right amount of money. Maybe, I don't know what, I don't know. Maybe they don't drive the right car. I really don't know what it is. I don't, I don't deal with men in that way. So I don't really know. But whatever the case is, these men aren't getting no cheeks. And a lot of times they tend to blame the women because we men, we think that it's about how much money we have, how tall we are, if we're cute, if we drive the right car. And a lot of times that's not the case. However, if we do believe that's the case, then that would be good fuel for us to be angry at women. And as the title states in this video clip, women aren't the enemy. It's a pretty interesting position for a man to take. Well, I don't think it's that interesting. But if you were the type of person who thinks that this man hates women, then... You might be like, huh? Why would he say that? Women are dead. Yeah, because I don't, I've never thought that he thought women are the enemy. Just a lot facing us when we got to deal with them, but they're not the enemy. A lot of the times it's us. We don't have the things together that we need to have together in order to be successful with women. And it's not really about how tall you are or how good looking you are. I mean, I'm just fortunate. <laughs> But still, I don't think, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. What can I say? I got pretty privileged. Let's just let him say what he has to say. Oh, and let me also preface this clip by stating that it was a call-in show, right, with these type of men, and they're supposed to call in, and, and, you know, they get to talk through what their issues are with women. And so in this particular clip, a young guy, 20 years old, I'm not going to go through the whole thing because it's a long conversation. Like he really went in, he really dug into this, this young man because the young man was very resistant and hesitant at first. And then after getting through his outer shell, then some of the real work starts to begin. So let's check it out. You, but if, but your purpose, that means you'd still be on your plan. I'm on my purpose and I got a rotation. Alpha male strategies on, on this purpose and he's got a rotation. Women don't have any problem. Uh, well, it, it's for different men. It doesn't necessarily work for me. I can't do, I can't multitask on that. You keep saying what you can't do. You don't know. Mm. So what you can't do, honestly, what you can't do is you can't stand up to women. You can't check women. That's why another reason you're angry with women, because they won't do what you say. But they won't follow you because they sense the bitch in you. They sense the beta in you. They sense the mama's boy in you. They don't respond like video games or computer programs. They respond to strength, surety, leadership. 
not your logic. You cannot bulk in the shit out of women. You got to speak an emotional language that you lack. They frustrate you because you don't understand them. That's facts. And you can't get what you want from them. What you truly desire from them is you desire them to love you like your mama did. Unfortunately, no one will love you like your mama did. Women are not supposed to love you unconditionally. They're supposed to love you with condition. Because you're a man, you're supposed to go out. And, you're supposed to go out and deliver. Hypergamy exists for the betterment. Because if not, we'd have a bunch of shiftless, lazy things going on in the world, and we'd still be living in huts and caves. Women aren't your enemy. Mm. Thank you. Do you understand now? Is it a I little understand. bit more? Is it a little bit more clear? Yes, uh, I will look at it from a different angle. You got to continue to grow, brother. Don't, don't stop saying can't, won't. Open your mind. Thing is, be be red pill. Be aware. Understand female nature. Understand it all. Don't be a fool. I'm not promoting anybody to be any fool. Yeah, yeah, got that real. And the reason why I chose that clip is because. More so the way that it ended than it started, right? It started kind of rough. But the reason why I wanted to pick that clip is because it ended on such a positive note. There was a, a submission to the higher wisdom that Kevin Samuels was trying to share with him. It started kind of rough. And I'm I'm a probably I'm a link to that video as well. I think that's the difference between the conversations that he would have at least from what I saw, the conversations that he would have with men versus the one with women. Now, the the conversations with women were more entertaining because they were rejecting all of his advice. It was feisty. It was way more entertaining. And I'll be honest, the conversations that he was having with men were boring, more boring. Not to me, because I enjoy seeing him work. I am more, I appreciate the, uh, the, the field of like psychology and counseling, something that I'm very interested in. I, I'm a huge proponent for counseling. A lot of us need counseling. And even if you don't like, well, you know, for some reason I distinguish between counseling and therapy. I think a lot of people need counseling and can benefit from counseling. So I'm a huge proponent for counseling. And then some people just straight need therapy, like straight therapy from particular things that have happened to them in their lives. I'm a huge proponent for that. You know, I'm in counseling. I go to counseling. I don't necessarily have any diagnosed mental issues to deal with. However, I, it's just a good idea. Uh, and I've been in counseling for about like a few years now. So I'm a huge proponent for that. And so watching him talk to the men and really help them get to the root of what their problems were, especially in regards to women and relationships, it's not boring to me. I think that he does a very masterful job. And I'm actually curious as to what other like psych people think about that. So that's on the link to the video. Definitely um, drop a comment if you're on YouTube or again, send me an email, reachingfatherpodcast at gmail.com and we can further discuss this if you're really into that thing like I am. So here's the other thing that I pulled out from that video, from that video in particular, um, he spoke with with other callers and, and the conversations were a little bit different from that one in particular. 
However, they kind of resulted in the same thing where Kevin really had to dig kind of dig under what they were presenting on the surface because people will present you a lot of stuff on the surface that's really not indicative of what's really going on. But Kevin Samuels does a masterful job of really getting to what the core issues are. And as it relates to men, yeah, um, a lot of us need therapy. And then a lot of us just need to get motivated and get on our ball. Again, he would say the same things to men as he would say to women. He would talk about losing weight. He would talk about counseling. He would talk about improving uh, your personal situation. I mean, almost the exact same. He's very, very unbiased, if you ask me. I wonder if he's a Libra. I'm about to look that up. But anyway, he treated both. He, he, as far as I'm concerned, he treats everybody the same. Now, again, if you're rude to him, you're going to get it back. And he's, he's, he's with the, all the smoke. Um, the other thing that I, I think he said to this brother, I don't know. It was probably a little bit early in the clip, but, you know, the brother was 20 years old. And he told him straight up, like, you're too young to give up on women. And that's how I feel about some of the situations that I see around me. Like I see like dudes kind of giving up on women or talking trash about women. I think especially black women, y'all get on my nerves with that. Not because the things aren't true, because they may very well be true. Some of the things that these guys are saying. But I think that you're just not qualified to talk trash about women. Again, black women in particular, you're just not qualified certain qualifications that you should probably have to meet before you're allowed to talk trash about black women. Now I'm qualified. <laughs> I've paid my dues. I'm qualified. You see what I'm saying? But I think that there should be an age requirement and there should be an experience level requirement, which is more a little bit more important than the age. But the age, just because y'all you can't be you can't be 22 talking about you giving up on on black women or so like you sound crazy and you you ain't had no girl you ain't had no real life girlfriends and that's when the experience comes in that's why the two kind of go hand in hand but the, the the experience with women is more important i mean if you just had one girlfriend in high school or college and it didn't go well you really have no business out here to be talking about women in general and making all these general statements and, and you ain't getting no action like you don't, in my opinion, I, I just don't think that that's fair. And I don't think that makes any sense. And I think that there's some things that you need to have in order to be able to make realistic assessments about what women are like. And then if you're, if you've reached that point and you want to do something different, that's cool. You know, but if you haven't had been in a serious long-term relationship with a woman, you've never lived with a woman, you've never been married before, you've never procreated with a woman, then like what really, what experience do you have to be talking about women in such a way? I just don't think that that's fair. And so until that happens, I mean, fellas, pick yourself up by the bootstraps. <laughs> I hate to use that phrase, but that's what you got to do, man. Get back out there. Sport, it's not over. The majority of this planet is is women. And you, you going to let one ruin it for you? Come on, two, one or two ruin it for you? Come on, get back out there. It's important. This is important to fatherhood. We have to establish good relationships. So we need good men first. Then we need good relationships. And then this fatherhood thing might work out better. Trust me, you don't want to do it any other way. You know, 
don't do it like I did it. Just I'm not no type of example for nobody. That's why I don't come on here be trying to say it like I got it figured out or I'm doing any of this the right way. I, I don't necessarily think that. However, if anybody can learn from my mistakes, then that's why I like to share. All right. Not because I've got it all figured out, but because I've messed it all up time and time again. OK, but that's what life is about. That's how actually we get better. I'm just not afraid to make mistakes because I don't expect to be perfect. And a lot of us put that pressure on ourselves to be perfect, especially as men. We got to do everything. Well, not all of us, but, you know, we got to do things right. And we don't want to make mistakes and we don't want. Look, it's just going to happen. Can't be afraid to make mistakes. You can't be afraid to get your heart broken. Women will break your heart. It's just going to happen. If I were, dang, if I were to quit the first time it happened to me, I would have missed out on all of the wonderfulness that women have to offer. There's a lot of wonderfulness to women. And yeah, they're scary, especially black women. They're tough. These are the toughest women on the planet. I mean, I think, I don't know. I guess I only have experience with them. So I guess I wouldn't really know it's relative. However, I'm still stand by that i mean because these these women are tough and fellas you got to be tough man like like these women they'll plan to have a, a baby without you <laughs> like any woman can do it but some of these women plan on it so you got to be tough so you all this you know thin weak skin is just not gonna cut it and when you're not tough it's just not gonna work it's just not gonna work They've been through all types of trauma. They've been through all types of hell in their life. They've been through all types of crazy situations. And you out here crying because she didn't give you her number after you bought her a drink. Like, come on, seriously. We got to, we, they need more from us. They need more from us. Now, again, there's just a lot of them that maybe this just can't nothing be done and you may not be that, but still, that doesn't mean that there aren't any women out there for you. Again, I implore you, I implore all of us to rethink or realign ourselves with the idea of being in a healthy relationship. It is possible despite what it looks like on these dating apps, despite what it looks like out here. There are plenty of black women who love black men and who are looking to appreciate black men and who want to love up on us and give us all that beautiful, divine, feminine energy that they have to offer us. And, you know, unfortunately, we got to work a little harder. So if you're willing to put in that work on yourself, mostly on yourself, because when you do the work on yourself, everything else gets easier. And that's kind of part of the problem is that's why so many of us struggle with women, myself included, because the work on self isn't hasn't been done proficiently. Once the work on self is done proficiently, it's my belief that uh, your interaction and our interactions with women will become a whole lot easier. They'll be able to appreciate us more when we have these things in order, when we have knowledge of self, when we know what our purpose is and when we're on our purpose and when we have things to share with them and they can trust our wisdom and they can trust our insight and they can trust our connection to the divine. With weaning, I can do a, probably do a whole episode just on that, just on our connection to divine. If you ain't spiritually grounded, Good luck. Good luck getting you a good woman. Good luck. So that's my word on those pieces. 
as regards to um, how we. All right. So I say all of that to say that I don't believe that some of us should give up. Not yet, anyway. And when I say these things, to be honest with you, I'm saying them to myself. Like I'm telling myself, don't give up. Don't give up on women. Don't give up on the idea of good, healthy relationships. And, you know, honestly, me personally, I'm not really, it doesn't matter who you love or what they look like, black, white, purple, or whatever. I just think that the love is more important than anything else. I don't think that we should restrict love any more than love is restricted because love is a boundless thing, right? I just love me some chocolate sisters, man. I just love me some black women. I do, man. You know, I'm not even gonna lie to you. Here's a secret. I don't ever tell this to a whole lot of people, but I'm telling it to y'all because y'all tuned in. In 2012, man, I was with a sister and I was like, man, if this don't work out, I'm gonna go get me a white girl. Man, that was in 20, it's 10 years later. And like, it still hasn't happened. I know, man. I can't give up on that either. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but anyway, I'm just being silly, y'all. I'm just being silly. Uh, I don't know where I'm going to end up, but I know I can't give up. All right. So thanks for rocking with me. This has been another episode of Reaching Father Podcast. Get at me on all the social medias and hit me on the email, reachingfatherpodcast at gmail.com. Let me know what you think. I'm out. Peace. I shake my head and look around. It's sad, sad. You should know the black dad ain't a bad dad. But it's too many in the crisis.